Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. everybody. Welcome to Rooted Deep. Allie and I are here today and we're really excited about stepping in to something that we're calling uh, Jesus Conversations. Um, As you read through your Bible, there are so many places in scripture where we see Jesus stopping to have a conversation with somebody or intentionally going out of his way to have a conversation with someone. And what is so uh, amazing about so many of these conversations uh, is just the dialogue uh, between the two, the needs of the two, mm-hmm. um, and the really powerful things that Jesus is uh, teaching, not only just about himself through these conversations, yeah. but also meeting the needs of people through these conversations. So it's a really fascinating uh, way of reading through the Gospels, mm-hmm. is reading through these conversations that Jesus had with people. Yeah, and I, we've talked about this before, and I like to go back and look at questions that God in the Old Testament and Jesus in the New Testament ask, and specifically some of those questions are so are so interesting because they're really kind of a... Um, an entry point into, Hey, Mm -hmm. where are you? The very first question that God asked to Adam in the, in the, in the old Testament in Genesis is where are you? And I think that's a really interesting question um, because God Mm -hmm. knew where he was. And in the new Testament um, we're, you know, Jesus is at a place where he really um, in this first conversation, we're going to talk about, he's at a place where he really shouldn't be technically. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we're looking at a story that if you grew up in church, you're probably very familiar with a story. If you didn't grow up in church, this may be kind of a new story for you, but man, is it incredibly relative. It's a story about a woman at a well in Samaria. So sometimes we'll, uh, uh, she's in a Samaritan village. So we'll hear the Samaritan woman or the woman at the well. Um, but you know, these, this is a story about this conversation mm-hmm. with Jesus. And he definitely at this moment is in a place that typical Jewish man would never be. Right. Um, because as they traveled, we understand culturally that the Jews and the Samaritans were at, there was great racial tension between these two groups. And the reason for the racial tension was because the Jews believed that the rate that the, the Samaritans um, were not purebred. They right. were not pure Jews. They were part Jew and part something else. And so because of that, the Jews rejected them as being Jewish at all. The Samaritans hated them for that. And they were like, no, we're just as Jewish as you are. And we, all the promises are just as much for us as they were for you. Um, so there's this massive tension, so much to the point that a typical Jewish person would bypass the cities uh, that were in Samaria, where the Samaritan people live. They would totally bypass this area. They would go around it so as not to have to go through it in order not to have to have these uh, probably fights and probably uh, very difficult, uh, you know, this was just a racially charged uh, situation. So Jesus um, decides to go right to the middle of, to the heart of this area 
Um, you hear the word intentional, intentional a lot. You know, we use that very, we use it all the time. But in this case, when he say, I must need to go to or through, and it's like, really? That, I mean, that intentionality, again, just shows us that he has a purpose to this conversation that's coming. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. These divine, uh, you know, I love that phrase, the divine appointments. These Mm -hmm. divine appointments, Jesus knows this woman is going to be at this well. And uh, he, he also knows ironically, mm-hmm. which is another very much of a cultural thing that you might not catch if you don't understand the culture of the time, but ironically, she's going to be by herself yeah. and which was totally not the way it would have normally been done. Normally the women would have gathered together, several of them, um, in the cool of the afternoon or in the early cool of the mornings, they would gather, they would come all to the well together. They would help each other draw water from the well and then they would all as a group begin to go back in to, to the village. So, but this woman is by herself and she's not just by herself. She's by herself in the heat of the day, the Bible tells yeah. us. And so we would assume from her being by herself and at the well at the time that was strange, that maybe this woman was a real outcast. Mm-hmm. She didn't fit in with the women in the community. Um, at, when we first read the story, we wouldn't have, we don't know why that would be. But as we read more of the story, we might have guesses as to why it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, we're going to find out as we read the story that this woman's been married five times. Probably all those women that were at the well. She's probably in one. It's probably all of their husbands. And so, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, this woman's been married five times and the the man that she's with right now, she's not married to. Right. And so we get this idea. This woman is, is, is conservatively a, a loose woman okay mm-hmm. she yeah. she at conservatively that's that's her reputation at least um so you can understand here maybe we, why yeah. these women of the village are like no you're not getting water with us right you know and here we, it reminds me so much of when i went to the doctor's office one time and all of a sudden the atmosphere changed it was a bunch of women sitting around and all of a sudden the atmosphere changed everybody went silent and then they started just whispering among themselves and i asked okay. my dominican friend what just happened? And they were, and she told me, she's like, okay, that woman just walked in. Um, we were actually at the gynecologist's office. This woman just walked in and um, she is the mistress of this woman's husband. She's pointing, you know, and so all of the women are, you know, no. And I was like, and that woman just kind of sat by herself. And, and it was, it was interesting. It was the, that, that, I mean, women have not changed a lot in 2,000 years, you know, just imagine (laughs) that same, that same situation. And you could, you could tell the atmosphere was just charged. And um, that always, I, I I was like, well, that's, that's definitely a Samaritan woman right there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's just so, Mm. it's so incredible that this is the woman that Jesus seeked out. Right. And to have this conversation with, and I think, you know, not that this is the point of our podcast today, but I just think it's important side note, because I always know there's people out there that are like, you know, I've done things that Jesus, mm-hmm. I, I can't talk to Jesus. Jesus doesn't want to talk to me. And that's just such a lie. Yeah. Um, because, you know, when you, when you read stories like this, and when you see these conversations, Jesus sought out mm-hmm. some of the people who you would have, everyone else would have avoided and bypassed mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and Jesus sought them out intentionally because, mm-hmm. and we'll see through his conversation, this was not a conversation of condemnation, but mm-hmm. was actually a conversation that was life-giving. 
Right. Uh, exactly. This was yeah. this was filled with hope. It was filled with blessing. It was filled with opportunity for this woman's life to be completely different. Right. Um, and what a cool. What and cool it's so interesting is. how the conversation starts because you would think mm. in an hour understanding he probably if if understanding the culture of him is he's not where he's supposed to be technically as a Jewish man like right. you said um and in those type of, type of situations our first response would be, okay, let's get this over with as quickly as possible. I have to have this conversation. I'm just going to jump right in and say, hey, I'm the Messiah. I can save you. And he doesn't right. start with, he doesn't start no. with the punchline. He starts with, give me a drink. He starts yeah. the conversation really slowly because he needs to take her, basically in this conversation, he needs to take her where she does not want to go. But a lot of times in our, in these conversations, when we, when we're, he, he doesn't give the punchline right away. I think that's fascinating to when we're studying through, you know, what he, what he says and how he starts. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because this would have been, you know, this is a very, uh, you know, we don't do this in our society today. Yeah. Um, but in a culture where there were wells and everybody walked, um, you know, this one is not uncommon for a, a traveler to stop by the well that was located mm -hmm. outside the city, the city area. And, to either have his own cup or have his own bucket that he would draw, he would get the well water from, or sit by and wait uh, mm -hmm. and ask those who were there at the well, mm -hmm. hey, could, would you be able to give me something to drink? Yeah. And many times they would even go further than that if it was a, if it was hospitable to say, would you have food? Would you have mm -hmm. lodging? Mm -hmm. uh, so this was part of the culture. Yeah. Uh, you know, they didn't have holiday inns. <laughs> um, so, you know, part of the culture was that people showed hospitality by mm -hmm. taking in strangers yeah. and by, you know, so, but Jesus is like, I mean, he, he's in the wrong town, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, and so here's this Jewish man sitting in some, in a Samaritan at a Samaritan village at the well, and it's not just any well. Mm -hmm. I find that this is so interesting that this is the well that Jacob Bible tells us this was Jacob's well. It was the mm -hmm. well that Jacob had and his sons had dug. And so this well had historical significance to all Jewish people because yeah. obviously we have Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. These are the patriarchs of the mm -hmm. faith here. You know, these are the, the people that people are looking back to and mm -hmm. saying, oh, it's Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And these are, this is our lineage. Yeah. So this is Jacob's well. This is not just anybody's right. well. This is Jacob's well. So you know, so he's sitting at Jacob's well. She comes up and Jesus says, hey, uh, could could I get something to drink? Mm -hmm. So now he crosses another barrier in that a Jewish man is going to speak to a woman. Yeah. Um, so he's already crossed a, a, a racial barrier, a cultural barrier. And now he's stepping over this, this male-female dynamic mm -hmm. that existed back in the day where uh, men just did not speak to strange women. It was just not in the culture. Especially you know? alone, and so, yeah. Alone, mm -hmm. Right. So Jesus speaks to this woman. And immediately, I think it's very interesting because she says to Jesus right off the bat. Yeah. Who do you think like you are? <laughs> really? Why would you, a Jew? Uh -huh. So she immediately points out the racial tension there. Why would you, a Jew, ask me for a drink? Because I'm a woman of Samaria. Mm -hmm. So she's really, she doesn't waste any time going straight to the kill shot. Yeah. Um, you know, with Jesus, like, what are you doing asking me for a drink? You're a Jew. Mm -hmm. I'm a Samaritan. Everybody knows yeah. the rules and you're breaking yeah. them. 
Yeah, exactly. And again, it's not like these two appeared. If she's walking up to the well, she knows that there's somebody sitting there. Um, And so she's already seeing from afar and and she's probably in her mind going, you know, I'm really trying to, I just need to get some water. And I tried to come where I would be alone because I'm already. And so I really, I really think that in this case, it's like, she's already. So because her response is so abrupt, it's like she had already been defensive because she saw this guy sitting there as she's approaching. And, 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 you know, in your mind, when you already tense up, you're like, I'm about to say something. I'm about to say something, especially me. You've been around me when I say stuff that I'm, maybe I should have kept to myself or said it in a way that I could have, I could have said it nicer. Um, But emotionally um, she's already been damaged. Uh, And so here it is. She's, she just needs water. And all of a sudden she gets this, um, this little thing and she, she's ready. She's loaded and she kind of unleashes a little bit. Yeah. You know, and her defenses are up. Yeah. Um, you know, and she's got these, she's probably got her walls up pretty high. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, she's just trying to get, because water is light, you know, you got to have water to live and exist. So this is something she doesn't have option here. She's got to get her water. Yeah. So, so here she is now. Jesus is asking for water. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so she just comes right back at him, but Jesus's conversation with her. So we, yeah. we get this, almost this Jesus asking this really simple question. Hey, could I have some water? Mm-hmm. This woman fires back at him. What are you doing? A Jewish man, even asking a Samaritan mm-hmm. woman for water. I mean, obviously, you know, the, you know, the problem you know the that rules. we have between yeah. each other and Jesus really just simply looks at her and just says, if you knew, mm-hmm. yeah, if you knew the gift of God, it, you know, if you knew who it was, mm-hmm. it's saying to you, right. Give me something to drink. If, basically, if you knew who I was, you would have asked me for something right. to drink. Exactly. Yeah. Which makes no sense to her because he doesn't have anything to draw water with, which she right. now is going to point out to him, you know? Yeah. So she's and, still thinking water in the, in the well. Uh-huh. Exactly. And, and if, and that, that, that word, if you knew, and he's going to take her there and and the, to, to the, if you knew part, but he's, he's really just trying to, um, because he knows her. I think we already talked Mm -hmm. about, we've already said this. He knew she was going to be there. He knew what he was going to, he, and he already knows everything about her. And so he needs to take her, um, in, into, into a really deep conversation um, that she probably obviously wasn't ready for today. Um, you know, and, and, but he's yeah. going to, he's going to take her there, but that if you knew this is a gift of God and, and you would be asking me for, like you said, you would be asking me for something. Yeah. And, you know, he points out and again, just a little, little teeny distinctives, but the word he uses, he says living water. Mm-hmm. And this is literally the, the phrase for running water, like a stream or a spring, yeah. Uh, or you know like a river it's water that's flowing versus water that is in a container like a well that's just Mm -hmm. sitting so Jesus even makes a distinction between this source of ever-flowing water that's Mm -hmm. that that is obviously fresh yeah and is available versus the water in the well so even with these little nuances of the Mm -hmm. word he chose for this living water, this descriptive yeah. water that he adds to it. Um, but she goes to the practical, I think, yeah. you know, she's like, okay, look, look, you know, maybe she misses the distinction uh-huh. he's making. 
you know, but she just says, look, you don't have anything to draw water with and the well is deep. It's not like you yeah. can just lean over and slurp out of it. Mm -hmm. um, but then she says, interesting enough, she comes back to him and she says, where do you get that living water? Yeah. She uses the phrase he uses and he, she says, okay, so where do you get this flowing water? Where do you get this? But then she challenges him, which is so yeah. crazy. Are you greater than Jacob who built uh -huh. the well? So basically she's like, you know, do you think that you are more important or more substantial mm -hmm. in Jewish, in Jewish uh, history than Jacob, the very guy who made this well? Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, and you and I were talking earlier, and this reminds me um, so many times of when we go out on the street and we talk to mm. the women that we're that we spend time with um, and we're trying to serve out on the street and we are offering them something that yeah. number one, they don't they don't understand. Um, yeah. And so, and I've been questioned before, what do you think you can do for me? And that's really what yeah. she's saying here. You don't have anything to deal with. So where are you going to get it right. from? And, and, yeah. and we've been challenged so much with the, with the women that we're serving and they're already yeah. defensive. Many of them are isolated They They fight among themselves. And so we find them at this point where their, their defenses are up just like this woman. And they were like, what, ex what can you do for me? You cannot do anything for me. I don't see any, you know, and so they're right. challenging because they feel like we're challenging. And I, and I think that's where she is. He's challenging her system. He's mm -hmm. meeting her at the Jacob's well. That's what, you know, that's the center of their, of their religion, you know, is Jacob and the fact that they have the well in Samaria, you know, in the mountain and she yeah. starts pointing out. So she's beginning to say, don't question my system. This is all I've got. And yeah. that's, sim that's very similar to when, when we speak to the women out on the streets, they, they clothe themselves in, this is the way I, this is the only thing I know. This is the, this is the way my mother did it. Um, this is, I don't know anything else. And I, I believe in mm -hmm. they, and they say religious phrases like God helps those who help themselves, you know, and, and they're, I'm yeah. doing what I can. And, um, and, and so when, when, when Jesus asked her and she responds with, who do you think you are? Where do you think you're going to get it from? You can do nothing yeah. for me. I've got my system in place is, yeah. is kind of what, what I'm, what the parallels that I'm seeing. Oh uh, yeah. And what's so beautiful about this is then Jesus speaks into the, to that very thing. Mm -hmm. And he says, look, your system, the plan that you have is only, it only lasts so long. Right. It only supplies so much. It only sustains you because you have to keep coming back to this well every yeah. single time to get more water. But then Jesus points out, Hey, look, if you drink of the water that I'm going to give you, you'll never thirst again. And, and I'm sure this lady is like, you know, what is this guy talking about, right? right? Yeah. Uh, because obviously now Jesus is kind of what we call a segue. Uh -huh. He is taking this this real practical conversation mm -hmm. about a well and water and and what could have turned into a real heated moment yeah. um, between them. Jesus just kind of diffuses the whole thing and says, hey, if you understand who it was that sat in front of you, mm -hmm. and if you understood what water I could give you, you would never thirst again. And... Uh, he talks, he uses words like eternal life and, mm -hmm. and water springing up yeah. in you. Uh, and so he paints this credible picture of, of something that is refreshing to the spirit yeah. and to the and soul. Continual. Yeah. And yeah. And this woman, she's catching this somehow mm -hmm. at some level because she turns around and says, I want that water Yeah, that I'll never 
have to be thirsty and that I won't have to come here to draw the water. Um, And so immediately this Jesus conversation, now he's got her attention now. Right. Yeah. And 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 she's like, yeah. And he's, and he's offering, I I think, um, like you said, he's diffusing it because it did get, you know, who do you think you are kind of a situation. And Mm -hmm. he's like, listen, um, you know, and, and he does it, he doesn't back off. He just kind of, like you said, he's, he segues into basically from the physical into the spiritual. Um, when you, when, when, when we're reading and when you mentioned, you know, the spring of water, um, and I talk about, I, everybody knows I love England. And when I went in, when I went to England, I went into a cathedral where an artist had actually created, um, uh, he had, he had sculpted, uh, a, a fountain, um, and it was, it was a, a circle, Jesus mm. and the woman at the well. And he's basically coming out of the well, handing her water, but the, the, it's actually a fountain cool. and they're connected and it's a circle because everything is connected. And I, it, it took me a minute because it's a weird looking statue. But then when I sat there and understood the biblical, I'm like, this artist understands what whoever yeah. sculpted this understood that it was a continual flowing eternal spring of water and this this yeah. bible verse is actually wrapped around the bottom of the um of of the statue and okay. it was beautiful How it was cool very is that? contemplative and 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 um thinking about this is what he's offering um up and it's something like you said that's renewing it's a spring mm-hmm. of, of living water so he does he changes from this physical and says okay let's go let me, let me take you into a spiritual, into a spiritual. Yeah. Moment. Something greater than Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and these, these men were revered, mm-hmm. um, to these people. And Jesus is like, there's something greater than Jacob here, basically. And he's beginning so basically he to, says, yes, I am greater than Jacob. It's me, but mm-hmm. he doesn't he really kindly. is going to say that, you know, yeah. but he doesn't come right out and just Mm-mm. say it. You know, he kind of leads her along to have this desire, this this drawing in her heart mm-hmm. for something that that he is saying. So now we get to the point of the story, which is in which Jesus really flips the whole thing on its head yeah. Yeah. in a way that you, you know, maybe this woman was totally not expecting because she yeah. says, yeah, I would want to have this water. Uh-huh. Give me this water. And he says, OK, go get your husband. Mm-hmm. And bring him here. Um, and I can only imagine the look on her face at this mm. moment. Maybe yeah. the, the, the feelings that pass by her heart in that. I mean, just right. five yeah. seconds. Mm-hmm. Every, yeah. Defenses. In my case, this would be defenses back up because there's going to be shame. There's going to be um, uh, defensiveness to say, listen, what, what else could I have done or how else? And again, we see this in the streets when somebody has been in my face telling me, what would you do if your, yeah. your family was starving or what would you do? And those defenses sure. get up and I'm just like, listen, there, God does have a purpose for your life. And, um, and those defensive, I've seen that face, um, yeah. in out on the streets and I, and I kind of, and I, they've yelled at me in these, you know, these moments is what would you do? And so I feel like that's coming. Um, cause she's not a, she's not a meek woman. This, this no, woman because I, I mean her immediate response and, and I don't know how she said it. The Bible gives us no right. descriptors or adjectives that would describe the tone of her voice or how she says it. But the statement is really simple. I have no husband. I have no husband. 
Yeah. That's no it. Let's move on. Almost like, let's move on. Let's, let's no go back to the real conversation. Yeah. Let's go back to the water part, you know. <laughs> and so Jesus turns around and says, well, you're right. Mm. Uh, you, you saying that you don't have a husband for you had five. Yeah. Uh, and the one you have now is not your husband. Uh, what you have said is true. So Jesus basically now tells her about herself. Yeah. So she immediately knows this guy is not the average guy. Okay. Right. He's not from here. There's no way he can know my background. There's no way yeah. he can know my story. And now, so she turns and says, sir, I perceive you're a prophet. Okay. So immediately she recognizes, okay, there's something kind of like, you know, maybe this guy's a prophet because he's able, yeah. to, he's able to, to see what to he see shouldn't what be he able should, to right. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that immediately turns the conversation again. She's, I think she's still defensive. I think Deflective, she's still yeah. strong because she says, Hey, I perceive you're a prophet. Our fathers, here's yeah. the line again. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain. Yeah. But you say, mm-hmm. okay, Jews say you, you worship say. in Jerusalem. Um, so immediately now it's, it's like back whoa, to the whoa. system. Here's what I know. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's back I'm, to the tension. I'm wrapped up in. I'm wrapped up in what I know. Again, let's don't challenge what I know. This is really almost like it's all I've got. Yeah, I've had five husbands. That's not worked out for me. But I still know my religion, or I know my system. Uh, yeah. So you're a prophet, but let's talk about that prophet yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, this is the mountain. This is you know. So Jesus basically diffuses that as well mm-hmm. because yeah. he says, "Look, there's coming a day when neither the Jerusalem or the mountain." um, is, is not going to be the place that you worship. Okay. Um, and Jesus tells her you worship, you don't even know what you worship. Yeah. Um, and so he really just kind of begins to lay it out and talk about worshiping in spirit and in Mm -hmm. truth. Yeah. Um, and this woman, this is where I find the irony of the passage. We really don't know anything about how much this woman, we know she knows the well, but yeah. anybody living in the town might know yeah. the history of the well. Right. She knows the history of the mountain. Mm-hmm. But again, it's a spiritual icon. So yeah. anybody who lived in that area would maybe know about the mountain. Right. But now this woman reveals a heart that may have been seeking because yeah. she says, I know that Messiah mm-hmm. is coming. Yeah. Um, and when he comes, he'll tell us all things. So this woman has an understanding that Messiah is coming. So she knows what the prophets have foretold. Right. She understands scripture to a, to a degree. Yeah. And, and, and she is, and, and this is one of those things that she is waiting for that moment because that's Mm -hmm. kind of one of the next things out of her mouth when they're talking about worshiping and talking about spirit and truth. And then she's like, yeah, we've been waiting for that. And so it's something she's like, I know I've, my past is, is ugly, but I've got, I'm really waiting for a future. Um, and so that I, I really feel like that again, it's such a parallel to where so many people are like, I'm just waiting for something to happen. I'm, I don't, I don't know what I need, but I need something. And, and then, um, and then we know that Messiah, I know that Messiah is coming and he is, he who is called Christ. And, uh, so it's, she's really sharing that. Yeah, I've been empty and I know what's going to, what's going to fulfill it. And it is, and she lands on it. She knows what she needs. She just doesn't know who she's talking to. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the things that Jesus points out to her in a real, in a real direct, but, a, but somewhat subtle way as well is the fact that look, as a Samaritan, yeah, you're going to have to step over mm-hmm. your tent, your racial prejudices, 
and your attention because the Messiah mm-hmm. is, coming is coming from the line the of the Jews. Yeah. And so therefore, if you reject that, you're, mm-hmm. you're going to also reject Messiah. Yeah. And so Jesus is really kind of, he's in, a, in an amazing way, in simple sentences. And honestly, in our culture, mm-hmm. we could read the story and we don't get all the nuances mm-hmm. that are behind this. Right. But I mean, this is such, this is such a heated moment. Mm-hmm. And, and it, you know, and there's so many layers of hurt and pain and mm-hmm. tension and racial and cultural divide. And racial pride as well. This is yes. our well. This is our mountain. And Jesus yeah. is like, it's not going to come from, from this side. <laughs> it, yeah. And Jesus is like, look, here's the deal. You're going right. to have yeah. to accept the fact that mm-hmm. Messiah is going to be from the line of the Jews. Yeah. And and if you can't accept that, you're going to miss it. You know, I mean, right. yeah. ultimately, that's kind of what he speaks to, what he speaks into her. But then he turns and in one simple statement, mm-hmm. he says, she's like, I know we're looking for the Messiah to come. And he says, I who speak to you. And he basically, mm-hmm. Jesus is like, you're talking to the Messiah. Yeah, yeah, you've, you've got it. And I would have loved to have been a little fly on the well and been able to see this woman's facial expression in right. this moment. Was she shocked? Was she, was she skeptical? Was she, you know, um, you know, what was her thoughts and feelings in this moment? But from a cultural and a racial standpoint, don't you think that one of the, one of the important aspects of it is him stepping into Samaria Mm -hmm. as the Messiah and revealing himself as the Messiah and saying, yes, the, 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 um, salvation is from the Jews, but that salvation is not going to stay in within our borders. We're going to step into and then That's and exactly sit right. on a well. And and so it's like, yeah, I'm he, I'm a Jew. I, you know, you get it. But I've stepped into your area. Um, I've stepped Absolutely. into your land. Yeah, and just telling him, look, if you're going to worship, you're not going to mm-hmm. worship at a well or a mountain or or in Jerusalem. You worship. The, you worship in spirit and in truth mm-hmm. and just really getting it down to relationship. This right. is about a relationship and it steps, you have to step over your culture. I, you know, you and I've had many conversations about the fact that so many cultures have to step over their culture to be biblical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We've seen it happen in so many places around the yeah. world where mm-hmm. the culture says one thing, but to be biblical is another. Right. And the only, and we're really getting that way in America you're, you're having to step over, starting to have to step over the American culture to be biblical. Uh, right. It's no longer the, the way everybody does it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, this woman is going to have to step over her culture. She's going to have to step over all of the tension and the, and the history mm-hmm. um, and the wrongness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, uh, they've been treated wrongly. So uh-huh. she's going to have to step over that and see Jesus for who he is and accept him for who he is. And what right. this just a huge, powerful moment um, as, you know, as the disciples now are coming back <laughs> from their, from their uh, journey. Getting to get food. food. Yeah. Yeah. And the woman leaves her water jar, the Bible says, and goes into town. And it always has struck me interesting as to what we're what given says. as the conversation and what she tells them. You know, because right. we got Jesus saying, yeah, you don't have one husband, you got five. And the guy you're living with mm-hmm. right now is not your husband. And that's the extent of the conversation as we see yeah. it. And this woman goes into town and says, look, there's a guy at the well who's just told me everything I ever did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
In other words, so, there's a guy who, you know, and I, this just reminds me of uh, of Hebrews 4.12 when it says, the word of God will strike into and reveal yeah. and cut through all of that. And the thing is, she's not ashamed of it. She goes no. in because, and we've got to, and I think all of us, when we, mm-hmm. when we understand the, the power of forgiveness, the understand the power of confession and yeah. say, and, and, and the healing that it can bring, she doesn't go into town and say, Hey, I've got a guy who says he's the Messiah. He's got water go. She says it, yeah. she, it may, he made it personal to me. He told me everything I did, which y'all already know what I did. He told me everything I did. And, and she was excited about it. And you don't always yeah. see that when, when it comes to <laughs> revealing your sin, yeah. I wouldn't have got, I wouldn't have gone back into town. I would have kept the secrets myself, you know. Right. You know, and I think this woman is is feeling maybe for the first time mm-hmm. she's having hope. Yes. And she sees that there's freedom from from all of this overwhelming shame and guilt that she's been right. dealing with. Mm-hmm. And um and so what is amazing about this to me is that she becomes uh, an evangelist basically right. for this town in such yeah. a way mm-hmm. of she goes in and so tells everybody in this town that she knows what's happened until the next thing we know yeah. that the town is okay, coming out yeah. to see Jesus at the well and we find as the story turns that they ask him to stay mm-hmm. Jesus stays two days in yeah. that town Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that many in the town believed his word. Right. Um, and they, and this is what I love this. I love verse 42 of, uh, in John chapter four, uh, that tells mm-hmm. the story. It says, they said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe for we have heard for ourselves and we know that it is the, the savior of the world. Yeah. So it is ironic to me that this woman this town suddenly believed it because of the woman's testimony. Mm-hmm. And now they say, we believe it because we've seen it for ourselves. Right. Exactly. And there's, I mean, the, the transformation, I think it's again, instead of, because thinking culturally or thinking the way we do evangelism now, or mm-hmm. thinking the way we've always done it, you know, come to the church and we'll continue to teach. But Jesus, again, he steps out of, he steps out of, um, of the norm and stays again and 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 they they start they hear the word as an evangelist they hear the word from the woman who says listen i've confessed i'm you know i'm clean but you know and then then they all kind of start experiencing and experiencing it for themselves um but again jesus this is this is the i think that passage that that bible verse it is no longer because of what you said we believe for we have heard for ourselves that's spirit and truth it right is. There. We've experienced, we've experienced, and we know that it doesn't matter if we're at a well, if we're in Jerusalem, if we're on a mountain, yeah. we've encountered personally our relationship with Christ. Absolutely. And, and, you know, what an incredible story as Jesus has a conversation that starts with one woman mm-hmm. and one life change. That woman then turns around and tells her story yeah. with Jesus as Jesus entered her story. And my, that is my favorite way of sharing um, of the gospel with people is just to tell them this is what Jesus did for me. Right. Um, because no one can deny your story. Mm-hmm. 
they can they can argue with a lot of things but they can't say your story's not true or your story Mm -hmm. didn't happen or whatever and so being able to kind of tell your story as it relates to what Jesus has done for you is still one of the most powerful ways to have a Jesus conversation with people right exactly Um, here's what he's done for me here's what he changed in my life just the other day, we do outreach lunch um, at the workshop every every other Friday. And this was the first outreach lunch that one of the women that had been rescued from the streets, mm-hmm. it was her turn. She, she was willing to give the devotional that day. And that's exactly wow. what she did. She shared her story, the way the Lord, where the Lord met her, where, mm-hmm. um, where the Lord transformed her because she was speaking to women who just the night before we had we had met and encountered out on the streets mm. and to be able to share that story without shame with plenty mm-hmm. of joy and 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 pride you know in what the lord had done that's the best mm-hmm. way to say i had a conversation with jesus and here's what it changed yeah so true so you know we want to really encourage you uh, maybe this week go back and read this story again mm-hmm. john 4 um and and read the story of the woman at the well and her encounter with Jesus mm-hmm. and maybe read it with new eyes, yeah. fresh eyes, looking at the culture, looking at the uh, challenges that were that were really this row of challenges between Jesus and this woman and how Jesus met each one of those in unique ways um, as he has a conversation and, and there's another conversation that's connected to this one that we're not going to get into today, but I would challenge you maybe to also, as you're reading, you're going to see that Jesus also has a conversation with his disciples uh, with regards to this woman, this well, and this town and this moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the most famous verses on evangelism is tucked in this passage that the fields mm-hmm. are white unto harvest. Yes. And mm-hmm. so... Um, I think you should maybe take a look at that and figure out, you know, what is Jesus trying to teach these disciples who didn't go to the well and didn't go, you know, what is Jesus teaching them and what is he teaching them about what he's called them to do? Because those are the same lessons he's also teaching us, I think, even today as, as we wait for his return. So, so really good stuff today. Um, our first Jesus conversation with the woman at the well. So tune in next time and we're going to, we're going to jump right into another Jesus conversation. And we're really super excited about what God is doing, how God is working um, in these conversations. And just remember this, the whole goal of these conversations was, was closer relationship with Jesus Christ, right? That's the goal. So when, when you read these, when we discuss these, our goal for you is have a closer relationship with Jesus Christ because of what you learn through these conversations. So boy, that's our prayer for you today. That's our desire for you today. Uh, So go out, read the story, jump in and say, Lord, what can, what can you teach to me today uh, that makes me more in relationship and closer to you? Absolutely. All right. Well, listen, thanks for joining us today on Rooted Deep. We hope that you will, uh, man, share the podcast, tell your friends about it. Um, Keep connecting with us. And until then, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.